Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. Ohio State was robbed of a chance to be king. It is I. Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. a bitter Buckeyes fan. And with me, as always, is AJ, Michigan has upset Alabama, Marchese. Go Tigers, beat the Tigers. Today, we're going to talk about the 2020 NFL Draft prospects who caught our eyes in the second wave of bowl games, including the college football playoff semifinals, and then... We'll preview and pick the third slate and final slate of bowl games. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Going out to Vegas, maybe. Looking for a young or a two-o. Don't draft a running back on the first day. Don't draft a running back on the second day. Maybe draft one on the third. Or don't. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes I have a gut feeling about a matchup, and sometimes I'm just betting on my team because they're my team. Regardless, whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, my bookie is your best bet this season. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, Parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So, if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. Between bowl season, NFL playoffs, NBA, and NHL, it's time to get off the sideline and get in on the action. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie.ag. And if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R, to double your cash. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid, MyBookie. Alright, we got some senior bowl acceptances, we got... A lot of declarations, and we got some surprise guys returning to school. So let's hit that before we jump on into uh, the college football bowl week two superlatives, which is jam packed. Lots of freshmen and sophomore, right, AJ? Lots of freshmen and sophomore up. Um, okay, let's start with the senior bowl acceptances. Uh, a huge one for uh, two huge ones for us. 
Uh, AJ's love of his life, SMU wide receiver, James Prochet. Very happy, Rob. Love of my life. Like you said, been watching him for years. Uh, I'm really glad that he got the nod to go to Mobile, Rob. Me too. I think we were both a little surprised when it was Nazis going to East-West Shrine game. Um, mm-hmm. And then this is huge. This is the type of sp- sp- place he will thrive because of his running ability. Running. I think he's going to do so much. Like he, To me, he's a guy who's going to get himself into early day three and just kind of be an instant contributor. Agreed with you, Rob. Agreed. And speaking of that type of skill set, also joining Prochet with the wide receiver group is Ohio State's K.J. Hill. Also pretty big for us both. Both of us like him a lot. Um, A guy who I I feel like partially slept on a bit because of the emergence of Chris Olave this year at Ohio Mm -hmm. State. And obviously they use lots of receivers, Austin Mack, Benjamin Victor, Garrett Wilson. Um, But K.J. Hill is also... uh, the all-time leader in receptions in Buckeyes history. That's kind of weird, but it's just because he's been so like such a safety net for so long now. Yeah, I think he could have fit the shooting up the board category this week with the with the mobile um, nod and with uh, his performance in the playoff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't put him there because I knew we'd talk about him here. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, and again, he he's a guy who I think can almost instantly have an impact as a slot receiver at the next level really excited to see him we talked about how all the big receivers were there now we're getting some of these uh, route runners that mm-hmm. this is their place to shine yeah uh joining them on the offensive side of the ball is temple center matt hennessy who declared as a redshirt junior is eligible for the senior bowl just another center in a really deep class a guy who i think could sneak into the end of day two i'm quite high on matt hennessy I saw multiple mock drafts with him in the second round this week. He just, to me, he is a classic lunch pail center plug and play. Mm-hmm. You're getting a decade of starts out of this type of guy. Um, it's going to be interesting to see which other centers declare. Obviously, uh, guys like Tyler Biadish and Creed Humphrey haven't declared yet. Yeah. Um, so, in theory, this is a really deep center class if those guys do declare. And like Cesar Ruiz, too, at Michigan. Um, yep. And Hennessy just seems like one of the safest interior offensive line. It's weird because the guard class is kind of not great, but I think the center class has a chance to be very good. Agreed, yeah. And then obviously the tackle class is really good. <laughs> yes. And then finally, two corners joining uh, a group that we talked about. They didn't have a – it was very safety heavy, the defensive back group so far. Um, mm-hmm. So they're starting to fill out that corner group. Uh, and they added uh, Iowa corner Michael Ajmudia. If that's how you say that, and uh, Tulsa sure. corner Reggie Robinson the second. You sure? You sure you got the pronunciation on that one too? I don't know. Did I? Yeah, I think so. I hope so. I just call him RR two. <laughs> that's, that's sick. Thanks. Uh, who are you more excited about, Rob? I mean, it's it's hard like not to be excited for a small school guy, um, mm-hmm. and or smaller school, obviously not division two or anything but tulsa I, I think they said this is their first db at the senior bowl since like the 50s <laughs> that's amazing and their dbu of course right? of course of course so um i think that's kind of exciting uh i and again i haven't seen anything of this guy like no uh, me neither straight up with you but he's long from from what i know he's long uh was really productive this past year uh been a four-year starter as well um so he's a guy who could really put himself in a, I'm sure, day three talks. And then I'm just calling him M.O., the Iowa corner. I've seen I've seen a, a, a lot of him this year just from – I watch a lot of Big Ten, big Iowa Hawkeyes you, fan. You love Iowa. Um, yeah. He's also a long physical corner. 
So uh, it's nice to see them add two longer, uh, high, higher upside guys that I don't think mm-hmm. a lot of people know about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like they, they always sink a couple of those guys in at the end. Yeah, and, and again, we're still waiting on quarterbacks, but <laughs> senior bowl group's looking very strong this year. Yes, for sure. Uh, okay, on to declarations. Like I said, a whole mess of them as bowl games uh, conclude and uh, guys announce. Um, maybe the biggest of of this group uh, is Washington quarterback Jacob Eason. After their big win against uh, Boise State in their bowl game, he announced he's going to go pro. AJ and I have talked about before how neither of us expected him to declare. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Felt it was he, he. The flashes were bright, but inconsistent season potential. Go back, maybe get himself into the first round talk next yeah. year. Obviously, yeah. he's heading back or he- heading to the NFL now. Um, I think currently both of our quarterback fives. Yep. Uh, behind Jordan Love, um, has yep. I think he's now the guy that you're looking at in the second round as the potential, the Drew Lock of the class, if you will. I will, Rob. Um, it, it, I think Fitz going to be big. Like, I, okay, here's this: as a Steelers fan, uh, obviously Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges don't look like the future. Uh, ben Roethlisberger what? is coming back from the injury. Who's certain how much longer he has? He fake retires every offseason. Uh, I wouldn't hate the Steelers drafting Eason day two to potentially be the future as a Agreed. developmental guy. He, I think, I think he fits the system. Like fits. He's very. He's not Ben Roethlisberger, but he's in that stylistic quarterback mold. Yes, uh, I think that fit makes a lot of sense. And again, I agree with you. I think he's a day two lock, probably second round. Mm-hmm. First guy off the board in the second round, depending on if Love ends up in the first round. Yes, absolutely. Would you be surprised if the Buccaneers franchise tag Jameis Winston because of that mighty 30-for-30 30 30 season and, and take uh, Easton in the second round? No, I wouldn't. And especially the way uh, Bruce Arians speaking about Jameis Winston now. I love Bruce. <laughs> kind of caught me off guard. A little, little mean to Jameis. Tells it how it is. Uh, yeah, so that that was obviously a major one. In yeah. the quarterback class, keeps we've talked about kind kind of after that first round. It depends so much on who declares. Uh, the quarterback class is looking very strong. Indeed, yeah. Uh, all right, joining Eason in the NFL, uh, a pair of running backs. Um, Ohio State's J.K. JK Dobbins after a huge rushing performance in the college football uh, playoff semifinal. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy I think will be a top three running back in this class for me currently is uh, a guy draft Twitter seems surprisingly low on, but I big be- media is high on him though. I be- I believe Dobbins is going to be by the time the draft swings around, no no one's going to be low on him. Uh yeah, I agree. I mean, he's already getting the end of the first round talk by big media, so yeah, he's I th- I get some I think he's got some Nick Chubb to his game. I do too. Um, yeah, just plug and play second round, top of the second round type of running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, joining him, kind of kind of surprising, sat at the bowl game, Miami D- running back DJ Dallas. Yeah, um, you like DJ Dallas a lot, though. I do. He's If I'm targeting a running back on day three, he's probably one of the first guys I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. He's uh, not, not like a power back necessarily, but plays with great contact balance. Uh, has some burst to him for uh, kind of a, a thicker back. Yeah. Um, and, and he did so much for that Miami offense this year. Him and Jeff Thomas were, like, essentially the whole thing. He's pretty well-rounded run- back. 
teach talent. Yeah, he he catches the ball pretty well yep. out of the backfield. Like the the two guys I, I'd be kind of focused on if I'm looking for a day three running back that I think can have some uh, play at least as a uh, and a two running back backfield would be DJ Dallas and Lamichael Piran from Florida. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, uh, joining them also. Uh, Oklahoma receiver C.D. Lamb, obviously one of the three best receivers in this draft class. Not surprising he declared after they lost. Um, I know there's some on draft Twitter who aren't fans of his. The silly people are up. I th- honestly, I think it's because he doesn't have that like one thing he's elite at yeah. necessarily. Mm-hmm. Although I think his body control is elite. Yeah. Um, I think people question his speed. He's probably going to run in the low four fives, and that's going to scare some people off. But I like he is so much like DeAndre Hopkins. He I, again, like you said, it's it's that he doesn't have that one massive trait, but he's so well rounded too. And yeah, he's going to be a top. He's my he's he's my wide receiver one. I'll tell you. Yeah, I mean, I I think he's top two. Uh, you said top three. I think he's a top two guy for sure. Yeah, uh, I I believe that. Um, the receiver classes like I don't think any are going to end up going in the top ten. It's uh, yeah, I think that's fair. The closer we get, um, especially depending on who declares at other positions, mm-hmm. obviously. But I think that the top ten is going to be driven by quarterbacks and uh, trench players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and Jeff Okuda. <laughs> yeah. But um, especially with the depth, I think it'll push guys like Lamb and Judy and Rugs into the teens. Yep. Um, but. Uh, like he just seems the most him and Judy seem so pro ready to me and I I think you can get like Judy is more of that slot type versus Lamb I think can be that outside threat Mm -hmm. even though he lacks some speed Mm -hmm. Uh, also surprise declaration at receiver uh, Syracuse wide receiver Tristan Jackson after a huge year uh, topped uh, a thousand yards 11 touchdowns uh, for the orange, and he's a Michigan State transfer. Haven't seen a ton on him, um, but I, I was very shocked to see him declare. Yeah, I mean, especially in this receiver yeah. class. So that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting to see where he ends up, Rob. Uh, I already mentioned Matt Hennessy declared. Mm-hmm. We talked a bit about him. Uh, interior defensive line. We got Ross uh, Blacklock, the TCU defensive tackle, who. There's some pretty big fans there of his. Is, yeah. um, again, I haven't seen a ton on him yet. No, me neither. Kind of, uh, yeah. I'm surprised that there were so many guys who were so bullish about him. For, for, he 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 put up pretty uh, decent numbers to your starter. Mm-hmm. He missed all of his uh, sophomore yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Um, but big athlete. Uh, we're seeing some, uh, some surprise returns at interior defensive line. So. Yeah. He, he's a guy who could be in the conversation on day two. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, also on the defensive line, Boise State edge rusher Curtis Weaver has declared. also saw an interesting tweet from Lance Zerline today about him. Well, what did it say, Rob? It said uh, he he thinks as the, the closer we get to the draft, you're going to start seeing Zach Bond, the Wisconsin linebacker hybrid edge in first rounds of mock drafts, and you're going to see Curtis Weaver completely out of them. Now, I don't know what that necessarily means, if that's Lance's opinion or NFL. if that's something he's hearing from the NFL. Uh, obviously, we're big Lance Zerline fans. Um, yeah. But we've talked about before. We don't think Weaver's a f- the first-round guy some are making him out to be. Feels like a really safe day two yep. option. I just don't think there's a ton of upside to make him a first-round pick. I don't think he's going to test fantastically. Yep. 
Um, really good with his hands, but so I thought that was interesting. And Bond's kind of this obviously lack size, but super athletic kind of hybrid chess piece. So I thought that was just a weird two guys yeah. to bring up in the. No, team. I mean the, the the Weaver part, like you just said, I'm not surprised by because I think we both agree on that. And the Zach Bond part, he's been a riser, but uh, that's that's pretty. I think the Senior Bowl, I think, is going to be where he makes or breaks yeah, himself yeah. as yeah, that. Absolutely, yeah. It's very interesting. Uh, and then uh, three corners: uh, Florida State Stanford Samuel's the third, Michigan State Josiah Scott, and Miami's Trajan Bandy. We talked about Bandy last week for the bowl preview. <laughs> yes, um, I'm kind of surprised all three declared. To be honest, I agree with you. Yeah, um, Samuel's kind of the longer uh, press zone guy. Josiah Scott and Bandy are nickels at the next level in my eyes, both kind of undersized. Scott is a better athlete, but I think lacks that like kind of killer feistiness mm-hmm. that I think we both love in a nickel. Bandy brings that. Um, I'm kind of the most excited of those three about Bandy to claim. I'm kind of surprised that Samuel's going to go back and try to just up his stock more. Yeah. After just a, like a bad season for Florida State and quiet year from him. Yeah. He he! All all three of these guys are day three guys uh, for me at least right mm-hmm. now. No, I agree with you. But yeah, I'm st- most I'm most surprised by just Zaya Scott because he didn't really have. I know there was some talk that because obviously Michigan State has a history of producing corners. Yeah. He didn't really have. Well, Michigan State in general didn't really have that great of a year. So Bowen, uh, and then yeah, finally uh, Notre Dame safety Louis Gilman. Not a great safety class after that top kind of group. Yeah. Um. But he's he's a guy. I don't I don't think he's going to be a day two guy, but a safe day three mm-hmm. option at safety. Yep. Uh, plays special teams had a sick force fumble in their bowl game in their win over Iowa State camping world bowl, I believe. Um, <laughs> yeah. Good instincts, physical tackler, safe safe day three safety for mm, me. I feel the same. Uh, and then a whole heap of guys announcing they're staying. Uh, starting with a pair of running backs: Central Florida's Otis Anderson Jr., Oregon C.J. Verdell. Neither, neither's a surprise. No, 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 no. an interesting back for next I, year, though. I'm glad he returned I because I think he can really get himself up. Uh, BYU tight end Matt Bushman. I think he should have came out. I'll say it. It's not a good tight end class, and next year's is going to yeah, be. Yeah, I, I think he should have came out and capitalized on maybe help himself get in, the, I don't know, fifth, fourth round range potential. He, he's also older, Exactly, too. yeah. I'm surprised he went back. A uh, pair of offense tackles from the Big Ten, Alaric Jackson of Iowa. Uh, Thayer Mumford from Ohio State. I think smart for both. Mm-hmm. Agreed. In a really deep offensive tackle class, Alaric Jackson is going to be what, like almost a like a three and a half year starter yeah. now yeah. at Iowa. Um, he he's going to be really interesting next year. Mumford, I think, has a lot of upside, but he just needs to put it all together. Mm-hmm. And, and he took big steps this year, but smart. Just again, really deep class. Surprisingly, Quiddy Pay announced he's going to return after announcing he can go pro and play in the Senior Bowl. Yeah, that was kind of uh, weird. Anyways, um, I think that that's big for Michigan, though. Oh yeah, and he's a guy. Oh, breaking news! What do you got, Rob? Texas A&M wide receiver Courtney Davis is skipping his senior year to enter the NFL draft. That's my boy. Breaking news. <laughs> um, uh, oh, J- I, I'm Jamie Newman is looking to transfer. Apparently, I saw that. I was about to say that yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, that that one. Very interesting. I think, Obviously, Jamie. Yeah, which one do you want to talk about first? Go for it. Well, just because we're on uh, declarations. declarations. Cor- Courtney Davis, I think, is a guy who could sneak into the end of day two. I'll say Ooh. it. I'm really high on him. 
really clean route runner, has some twitch to him. I think testing is going to be everything mm-hmm. for the, for that to happen. Otherwise, he's like a fourth round guy, but awesome with the ball in his hands. Uh, that Texas A&M passing game was obviously inconsistent this year. All three Texas A&M top receivers have fans. I mean, we've heard a lot about Kendrick Rogers, but both of us are Courtney to, Davis guys, I believe, right? Yes, I would totally bang the table for Courtney Davis. Interesting. I I, I don't know about day two, but I, I think he could be a big riser. I agree with you. Uh, and then Jamie Newman. Um, obviously, he I think would have been a top ten QB if he declared. I think it's smart. He's going back to school. Just surprised he's le- planning to leave. Me Wade. too. I don't even know where the hell he'd go. Because he he's a guy who could be a top five quarterback in next year's class. Dave Clawson and that Wake Forest team are really interesting with Boogie Basham already mm-hmm. returning. Yeah. And Sage Surratt already returning. That's so I'm really shocking, yeah, honestly. But we'll see what happens with that. I mean, I what what's your dream landing spot for a guy like that? Oh god, I don't like stay awake. The wake wake makes a lot of sense for for him. I don't uh, like unless he, he's got the ability to like grad transfer to LSU, let's say. Yeah, like like one of those super high end power five schools. I, just because, I, I don't know, that's so out of nowhere. Yeah, like, yeah, you have to make a big jump from, maybe LSU's in play for him. Yeah. It's possible. Uh, that'd be, I mean, now that, because obviously all the rumors are about where it would Jordan Love potentially grad transfer, he declares, so Jamie Newman's kind of that next guy that you can try to yeah. recruit to grad for transfer sure. to your school. That's super interesting. Um, and other guys staying in school, uh, Pitt, defensive lineman Patrick Jones and Jalen Twyman, I think smart on both mm-hmm. ends. Guys who could be um, big, big time buzz heading into next year uh, in the Pat Narduzzi defense. Um, also on the defensive line, Washington's Levi Onuzuriki, who I think is a really interesting five tech. I'm glad he's going Me back too. to school because I think he kind of would have got lost in the shuffle. I think he's a guy who would just be perfect for the Senior Bowl next year too. Yeah, I think I think he's going to help um, himself a lot next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Florida State's Marvin Wilson. There's a shocker. That's a massive one. Yeah. Potential first-round pick. Uh, obviously, he got hurt, missed the last couple games and the bowl game. But the athleticism he possesses, like, he was getting Chris Jones comparisons. So much pass rush upside. Huge motor. Uh, definitely a top 15, top 10 talent heading into yeah. uh, next regular season. Yeah, I'm really uh, – we talked about it before the show. We're both really surprised about it. I thought he would have ended up being a first-round pick. But you got to play with Mike Norvell, baby. And an even more shocking one, Alabama linebacker Dylan Moses announced on his Instagram he's returning to Bama. Is it just that he wants to play on the field for Bama more? I, I agree. I'm surprised by this, Rob. Obviously, he missed his whole junior season with a torn ACL, um, but probably was going to end up the top linebacker in this draft class, a potential top 10 pick. Based on testing, the only reason he essentially would have fallen was because he tore his ACL this exactly. year. Exactly. Yeah. So going back is big risky. He would have gone in the first round, like uh, without a doubt in my mind. Had he come out, um, obviously now he's. I mean, him and Micah Parsons battling mm, next year's gonna be fun. There we go, baby. Nick Saban's tricking all these kids to come back to school. <laughs> smart man. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, uh, a guy I think we're both kind of stand for Washington uh, DB Elijah Molden returning to the Huskies. I'm kind of like happy about this because he can go back and just improve his stock so much, and be the guy with Miles Branca. Yeah, exactly. I, I think part of this is because Jimmy Lake's taking over both uh, Molden uh, as head coach, yeah. and both Molden and uh, Onwuzuki want to go back and play for Jimmy Lake. Yeah, that's a good point. 
um, roll Huskies. Uh, AJ's sources say they're hiring Kellamore as their OC. <laughs> yeah, my sources. My, my P&W sources say Kellamore. Okay. On to some college football. Bull week two superlatives. Let's start best freshman. Pretty obvious. My guy. I've been banging the table for him since he's in grade 11. <laughs> yeah. Sam Howell, baby. Best freshman of the week. Rob, it's your guy. Go go for it. Yeah. He just absolutely torched Temple. At, what was it? 55-13. Yeah. Um, he's he's going to be the guy who now going forward is – obviously we had – Last year, Trevor Lawrence is going to be the top QB in the 2021 draft. I think Sam Howell is going to start getting that top QB in the 2022 draft. Obviously, he's not the same perfect type of build that Lawrence is. He's more of in the Baker Mayfield mold, kind of short, kind of stocky. Um, But in that win over Temple, some of his ball placement throws were just jaw-dropping. Yeah, like big-time performance and obviously the mobility too. Like he's... He's legit, Rob, and it's amazing how quickly Mac Brown's turned that UNC football program around. Howell's numbers are just insane for freshman, a true freshman. Yeah. Um, oh, hey, shout out to Phil Longo, too. He's done a really good job as offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, Howell's got that kind of that Baker Mayfield vibe just in terms of uh, build, mobility, Feels like a gamer, accuracy. too, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's, he's so much fun to mm-hmm. watch. Uh, uh, plan plan the parade now. UNC is winning the national championship next year. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Yeah, you know, you know what though. Mac Brown's ability to recruit is insane, considering he's been out of the game for so long. Because they they landed like one of the five top um, prospects in this upcoming class. It's pretty amazing. Ed Rusher. Dare I comp him to Julius Peppers? No, you don't dare. I know. I know you too well, Rob. Uh, also worth mentioning, the UNC receivers looked really good against Temple. They did. Like this, this passing attack is gonna be a lot of fun next year. There was multiple sophomores and Daz Newsom, who's a junior. So like everyone should be back. Yep, exactly. And Michael Carter, my my hero at running back, should probably won't declare. So I don't think he will. Uh, I also put down Caden Slovis here before he got that's, hurt yeah, against exactly. Iowa in the bowl game. Injured. Yeah, that's a good one. He was just, and it really put in perspective how talented he is when Matt Fink, who I believe is a former like elite 11 quarterback and now as a senior and never really right. did anything at USC came in and was horrible yeah. against Iowa. Yeah. Slovis is, and, and yeah, you, I mean, USC got to be excited for Slovis next year, man. Oh, well, it's going to, they, they kept talking about JT Daniels versus Slovis. Uh, I, I think Slovis just showed so much more this year as a freshman than JT Daniels did last year as a Agreed. freshman. Agree with you. Um, wouldn't be surprised to see JT Daniels, grad transfer although the commentator just kept bringing up that he's got a usc tattoo on his leg so oh he can't leave then <laughs> yeah he, like that's awkward like you gotta get that covered so you know up. what you know what he should do he should sneak in one night Sh- transfer to south carolina oh, that's a good point usc See, my, my idea was to tattoo another team on slovis so he has to leave oh when he's yeah. sleeping <laughs> that was my plan fuck yours makes a little more sense but uh, anyways uh, <laughs> uh yeah yeah he looked great in that game as well he did uh I got some more uh, low-key freshmen. Uh, okay. I love the Gregory Rousseau, the edge for Miami. Like, who his season was slept yes. on, considering how dominant. Yeah, it and was. he's six six two fifty one as a redshirt freshman. Right? They, yeah, s- they they said he played like every position in high school and wasn't in a, like I think they said he played wide receiver, safety, uh, running back, safety. Yeah, like he didn't even play yeah. edge. Is kind of what. And he, he's a redshirt freshman, yeah. so 
I'm assuming that like he just put in work. Yeah, I think they uh, on that. I think they said he gained like 30 pounds or something like that. Yeah. So he's a potential freak to watch going forward. Half uh, second half in the Walk-On's Independence Bowl against Louisiana Tech. Obviously, they, they got sh- shot out, but uh, yeah, that Russo's gonna be really interesting to watch going forward. Do you got? Yeah, he's just he he's got the like similar specimen mold of the the elite the, guys. the past. Yes. Yeah, like the Chase Youngs of the world. Not comping him to him, just saying. Um, got anyone else? I put down yeah Texas A and M safety Damani Richardson. Okay. All right, he he was everywhere against Oklahoma State. A couple of TFLs had a big pass breakup. Really physical, uh, true freshman safety. I the the job Jabo Fisher's done in terms of coaching hasn't been like mind blowing mm-hmm. or anything. Although the greatest eight and five college football team in the history of college football, but the the job he's done in recruiting it has been awesome. And Richardson's kind of one of those prizes who's panning out almost instantly. Mm-hmm. For That's a good point. Uh, I'll go with Chris Curry, the, the running back for LSU, who showed up a bit. Um, with uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire battling some, some nagging hamstring. Exactly. And I mean, the Oklahoma defense didn't stand a chance. But <laughs> running the ball, they didn't really miss a beat. He had 90 yards on 16 carries. Uh, looked like a legit, interesting prospect to running back. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, Ed O is one of the best recruiters mm-hmm. in the country. So even when they lose a lot of these guys to the yeah, NFL yeah. after this season, um, they're going to still be loaded. That's why quarterback's so key. Because I don't. I mean, Miles Brennan hasn't really shown anything in his time at, at LSU. No, he hasn't. That's why we got to start the Jamie Newman to LSU Jamie. now. Just going, lock it in, Rob. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, you ready? Talk I throw Garrett Wilson in. I thought he was pretty good. Okay, I, I put him down, but I thought you'd like bang me for no. being a homer because four for forty-seven. But it was some exactly. impressive catches. Yeah, I think him and Chris Olave are one of the probably the best freshman, true freshman, true sophomore receiving duo in yeah. the country. No, I, okay, see, I'm, I'm glad you uh, you you checked your homerism, but no, I agree with you. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, okay, sophomore Trevor Lawrence. Just Trevor say Lawrence, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks. Um, <laughs> you know what's funny? We, did you the, did you know Trevor Lawrence runs a four three? Because I found that out. <laughs> I know the like I I think like he looked pretty good running the ball in the playoffs last year, but they don't do it unless they have to, which is smart. <laughs> I mean, over hundred yards in this game just torched the Buckeye defense with his legs, and then obviously Trevor Lawrence throwing the ball. Trevor Lawrence throwing the football, so he's, he's special. Yeah, I. I think like part of their game plan was clearly to use Trevor Lawrence's yep. legs. Um, I think part of that was to try and take Chase Young out of yep. the game, for sure. Which I, it, it, it kind of worked. Um, he was also taking a lot of hits, so it was a. At first, it felt questionable, and then he started like he he started um, ripping off a couple chunk runs, and then the sixty-seven yard yeah. touchdown. Like I didn't realize he had that much burst. No. Like obviously he's a long legged quarterback because he's six six, but yeah. He, He's a better athlete. Like, I knew he was a good athlete. I just didn't know Agreed. he was that. Because, like, we saw him, athlete. like, scrambling when he had to. And, like, you know, he could pick up first down step a guy. But, yeah, to run away that from the Buckeye defense, that was pretty impressive. What else you got, Rob? Yeah. Uh, I've, like, Cal quarterback. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm Garbers. surprised you went second to him, but I got Chase Garbers, too. Um, he, yeah, four touchdowns, 272, cooked up Illinois. Best he game he's really ever played. good. Um, like making big time throws, touch accuracy, uh, outside the numbers. It was a really impressive performance from Garbers. 
Um, yeah, he's, uh, I believe, a former lead Eleven quarterback. Kind of interesting to see what direction Cal goes under Justin Wilcox next year. Obviously, losing guys like Ashton Davis, Evan Weaver, and Jalen Hawkins on defense. But they've got some young offensive talent with Garbers. Christopher yeah. Brown, their running back, uh, is a I little bit interesting. Yeah. Uh, Polk, their receiver, who I believe mm-hmm. is a freshman, uh, had a nice game. So the offense is churning. I threw in the right Brown direction. here too, just because he's like six foot and two thirty, but he's got like legit birds for that size. And he was catching yeah, he the had ball a receiving touch well. on one hundred twenty yards on the ground. Um, Micah um, Parsons. I also. Micah Parsons sorry? next. Oh, okay, sure. I thought that, I I just tried to jump the gun. I thought that's where you're gonna go. I I, I got like a bunch of Penn State guys okay, who's go, gonna go, do go. together. Go for it. Uh, okay, uh, Journey mm-hmm. Brown, um, Pat Fryermuth, and Michael yeah, Parsons. Fair enough. Um, Brown had over 200 rushing yards. Uh, Fryermuth, it was a lot of more what he was doing mm-hmm. as a blocker. And Parsons yeah, is just a freak. 14 tackles, two sacks, three TFLs. Uh, yeah, he's, again, I know you already said it, him and Dylan most of the guys next year, but that's it's going to be fun to watch. Um, yeah, Parsons was all over the field. Uh, he specifically looks like a potential top mm-hmm. 15 freak. Mm-hmm. Who do you got? Who else you got? Uh, I got 2-2 Atwell from Louisville. Yeah, interesting performance. He is very small, though. Yeah, 5'9", 153, threw a 33-yard yeah. touchdown pass, had 156 uh, yards um, uh, on the ground yeah. and receiving combined. And uh, he's, although small, his his ability in the open field is mm-hmm. a yak player and his route Agreed, running. Agreed, yeah, he impressive. was killing them on the route running and like just making, like, he was just such the outlet for them the whole game. Mm-hmm. I also put another Texas A&M guy, Tyree Johnson. Right. He he had a sack early against Oklahoma State where he just threw the offensive tackle into Drew Brown, and then he picked up another one later in the game showing off some flexibility around the edge. Another guy who I think they've just recruited really well, and you're starting to see some of these athletic talents ball out, specifically on defense. You sound like you're a Texas A&M fan, Rob. I just like those two a lot. Like that that bowl game, kind of like I I went into it not caring whatsoever, <laughs> and those two just kept Fair catching my eye. Uh, I'll throw I'll throw another one. Uh, Terrence Marshall, the LSU receiver, six four, two hundred pounds, six catch, eighty yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Jamar Chase was a little quiet in the game, and Marshall kind of just stepped up for him. And obviously, Justin Jefferson was a fucking monster. But mm-hmm. no, nope, uh, anybody guys. else. Uh, okay, week two. Uh, I went with Michael, Michael Piran. You already mentioned Rob. Thirteen carries, one hundred thirty-eight uh, yards, two touchdowns, five catches, yes. forty-three yards, a touchdown. Um, helped himself a lot, I think, and I think the Senior Bowl is going to keep on helping him. <laughs> Seems like just a really safe day three back who does everything exactly. pretty well. Yeah, um, yeah he he's kind of like again as a Steelers fan would uh, wouldn't mind taking over him Benny on day Snell. Three. I, I honestly think he, he, P. Ryan has some James Conner to him. P. Ryan's good. Like he's, yeah, he's gonna go day three just because the. I mean, the class in general is really he's, loaded. He's just and, not flashy. Like, yeah, yeah. He, I think he's gonna be a day three just plug and play. Maybe like not. like a like a guy like, that can run in a tandem of running backs. 
Yeah, for sure. Like, again, I really love the Steelers yeah. to take him. Um, also, f- for me, week, weekday warrior, I put Cole McDonald. Oh, I almost forgot, but that's a great choice. <laughs> yeah, I, I try to use weekday warrior for, like, guys who might not necessarily fit no. the truly shooting up the board. But Cole McDonald had one of the best games of his Absolutely. career against BYU in the Hawaii Bowl. Threw for 493, five total touchdowns. Obviously, the last second touchdown pass to the freshman from Mississauga, Ontario. Big boy, too. Um, Showing off the the arm talent throughout, didn't turn the ball over. Um, Going to be a redshirt senior. Where next does his year. stock end up in August? By the draft next year. Yeah. Oh, by August. I think he'll be uh, like a preseason top five. Yeah. Quarterback. And by 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 next year's draft, I have no idea. I don't want to field that question. Yeah, I know exactly. That's why I asked exactly. August. Uh, who knows what happens next year with uh, Colby Tunnel? But that, that was such a fun outing, and I mean, you you you've seen his potential. The arm. The mechanics are so wonky, but he's fun, man. Yeah, the arm talent is awesome. He's clearly yeah. a good athlete. Uh, I also put Maurice French, the one. pit receiver. Um, huge game minutes, Eastern Michigan, 12 for 165 in a score. A guy who I don't even know if he'll get um, a combine mm-hmm. invite necessarily, yeah. but definitely a camp body, uh, has some burst to him, uh, a decent route runner. He he kind of he I mean he broke Larry Fitzgerald's single season reception. Will he record. score a preseason touchdown? Pre- yes. Oh, I feel the same. Yes. Way. <laughs> um. Yeah. He he's uh, going to be lost in the shuffle of a really yeah. deep receiver. No, that's class, a good point. Definitely a, a guy I would I would call uh, after the draft. Uh, okay. Best prospect. It's kind of impossible not Joey, to Joey Burrow. Burrow. I mean, yeah. Uh, what what's through seven touchdowns in the first half yeah, against Oklahoma? I, if he if he had to play, well, I mean, I know he played, but if he had to actually try the full game, the the stats might have been he he would have thrown double yeah, digits. absolutely, touchdowns. maybe like six hundred fifty yards, and I mean, he almost pushed five hundred yards. Um, okay, let me ask you this because I mean, everyone watched the game, you know how amazing it was. What was your favorite Joe Burrow throw? The one where he rolled out on the sideline and got absolutely smeared yeah. and threw a perfect touch. That was ball also to my favorite. Yeah, I, I, I agree. That was a hell of a fucking throw. I, I couldn't. I just thought he was play. like throwing it away when he was, when he got there, and then I'm like, I and then it was just perfect placement, and the touch was one. He, he's such an elite yeah, touch absolutely. thrower. I mean, who's your who's your who's your comp now? He's, okay, Tony Romo. I, I don't have one. I don't. I can't find a nice one. I know like there's a lot of Matt Ryan, and you say that with his arm, but like he's so much more mobile than Matt Ryan was. I know like Ryan could do. I think I think Matt Ryan has a bigger arm than Joe. Uh, I think that's fair. Joe Burrow's got arm questions. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Uh, I also think Burrow's much safer with the ball than Matt Ryan was coming. Yeah, Ryan Ryan threw some picks for sure. Ryan Ryan threw, if I remember right, nineteen picks. Also, it's like the talent difference for Matt Ryan trying to win at BC than Uh, Joe Burrow here. I I I also think Burrow's uh, like mobility and ability to win out of structure is much more Romo esque than it is Matt Ryan. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, but I do understand like with the the Matt Ryan comp being. Very clean mechanically, very clean footwork, really poised in the pocket. Has a great feel mm-hmm. for the pocket. So, like, I get both. I just no, no, I, I that's why I lean Romo. I guess is what he does. You know what's like kind of funny for Burrow? Like, he's just so good at giving his receivers a chance to catch the ball. 
and it feels like it's always well placed, even though you might not think it is. You know what I mean? Uh, a lot of the deeper throws, it just feels like I don't know if they're great throws, but they're getting there. Do you feel the same way? Or yeah, no, it, it, he's his. You never feel like the play is dead when Joe Burrow's a quarterback. True. Like he's always gonna give his player, his receivers, yeah, a chance sure. to make a play. Um, and it, it's very rare he throws an off target. Absolutely, ball. yeah. He's to me, he is one of the safest quarterback prospects we've seen in a very is this, long time. I mean, uh, going into the natty because he can put up more stats. It, it could be like the greatest single season quarterback performance in college football history. It's after so before the college football pl- playoff semifinal. I thought this was it was him and Cam Newton are the two single best seasons I've seen from a, a college quarterback. Now, after seeing what he did against Oklahoma, I think because he's Cam he might have the the, the all time passing touchdown record. It's going to be up there for yards. Like if he wins the Natty, then I feel like you you have to say it's the best college football quarterback season agreed. we've yeah. seen. Like at least I, I mean I wasn't watching when Roger Staubach played for Navy, it's so true. what do I know? But but yeah, nah, I absolutely agree with you. Did you put anyone else here? Or was it, was Burrow just too special? You left him alone. Well, I thought Burrow was such an obvious one, so I put okay, a, cool, a couple cool. more. Uh, the Iowa boys, Tristan Wirfs and AJ Epinesa, both just dominated mm-hmm. USC. Wirfs was, I mean, he set the tone in the run game. Uh, every outside run, you saw Wirfs moving to the second level, just flattening people. Just an absolutely dominant performance. I mean, Christian Rector's <laughs> not good, but he handled Christian Rector's business. Um he uh, he's such a safe offensive mm-hmm. tackle prospect, and then Epinesa, Austin Jackson, and him were going. It was a pretty good battle, I'd say, in the first quarter, and then Epinesa just kind of, uh, I, I would say, ended up winning the battle. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, two and a half sacks, uh, one and a half TFLs. Just his handwork was giving Austin like, in terms of what they are as prospects. Austin Jackson's going to be known for his athleticism. Epinesa's going to be known for his technical skill. So it was a really interesting battle to watch. But once Epinesa got those hands going, Austin Jackson just couldn't. Yeah, that's my prospect versus prospect matchup. Um, Epinesa injured Slovis too, by the way. But yeah, it's just like if, if, if Jackson went out and like looked really impressive against Epinesa, it says more than that than for Epinesa to look this good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. Especially for us, because we're, uh, I would say, on the lower side. Exactly, and we're both really high on Epinesa. And, yeah, agreed. He he, he kicked his ass. Uh, I also put Isaiah Simmons. Just because the way he was deployed against Ohio State, playing yes. more of a true yeah. safety role, to uh, just as that chess piece. And then that interception. For a man of his size to have that type of range as a safety, to make a game-changing for, interception like that. Yeah, just like from the left hash out. almost. And with Moses returning to Alabama, it's so clear. Like, Isaiah Simmons is the only linebacker. Um, I put Simmons for shooting up the board because I, I think he might be a top-ten pick. Yeah, I, I've, I've mocked him there a couple times. I I think he's going to test I, I think he's going to end up being a top-ten pick. Um, it yeah. would not surprise me. I, I also put Jeff Okuda mm-hmm. here. I thought, although Ohio State lost to Clemson, uh, he, he had a fantastic yeah, absolutely. game. Had the uh, the non-fumble um, okay. pass breakup. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it, actually. Thanks. Sorry. Ohio State was robbed of a chance to play for the national championship. Yeah, I mean, Clemson still won. It's okay, Rob. 
Wouldn't it, wouldn't you have preferred seeing Joe Burrow against Chase Young in that secondary than against no, Clemson? I because I hate shut Ohio up. State. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. I hate you. Shut up. No, wouldn't you have rather seen LSU Joe Burrow throw 10 touchdowns against Ohio State? And one uh, it's true, but you mean they already got uh, toasted by Trevor Lawrence. I'm okay. Oh, breaking news. The Browns are leaning towards parting ways with John oh, Dorsey. Interesting. Lots of breaking news. Yeah, it's New Year's Eve, baby. Yes, it is. Uh, okay, uh, shooting up the board. You already mentioned you put Isaiah Simmons here. Did I uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get back on your good side. I'll put uh, J.K. Dobbins here. We already mentioned it. Obviously, an amazing game. Uh, rushing the ball, the two massive runs. Um, catching the ball, though, like we we talked about this off the air. He had the one reverse touchdown. That was a tough catch. Probably should have caught it, but it was tough. And then the other one where he just shit the bed on a screen. The screen. And we both think either either he would have scored or they wouldn't. It would have put them in a much better situation than third and fifteen. Yes. Yeah. And then the Reds on there. And so yeah, probably a house. But uh, overall, catching the ball pretty solid. And like I said, big media's got him in the end of the first round. Now it seems some draft order. Go ahead, if answer. he had, if he had caught those two yeah. passes, hell of a game. And I mean, in that situation, Ohio State wins the game probably. If he yeah, they do. Those they two do. Passes. Yeah. J- J.K. Dobbins is being talked about as uh, potentially the top running back in this class. That's what I think. Right now. I think like it, I, I mean that's fair. I think the running back classes there's still so much more to prove with the combine. Yeah, well, it's it's funny because. I think we both think DeAndre Swift has the most overall yeah, talent yeah. in the class. But he just hasn't been on the big stage like J.K. Dobbins or put up the numbers like a Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Um, so I, f- I feel like once people get a better look at him, it's it's going to be him. For me, it's, it's like he is my one right now. Uh, and then it's a really interesting battle between guys like J.K. Dobbins, Travis Etienne, Jonathan Taylor. Um, even so, it's just Zach it, like Zach Moss, Eno Benjamin. It's just a really deep class. I would much rather take a Zach Moss on day two than any of the running backs. I on, wouldn't take on day one. Like, I, uh, this is a very, very good running back class, and really a lot of special running backs. I wouldn't take any of them in the first round, just because of the depth of the class. Yeah, like it, it's not to say you won't have a first round grade. It's to say the value of the position and the depth of the class just it doesn't make sense. He's a first round pick on one of them. But yeah, J.K. Dobbins obviously two massive runs. So he was battling uh, yeah. an injury too in this uh, yep. in the second half. Um, I just think his open field vision is is so wonderful. Yeah, like those those two long runs, just the way he uh, who who was it? I, I can't remember. He just toasted a couple of guys. Uh, who, who else do you have shooting off the board? I mean, it'd be impossible. We t- talked about Joe Burrow. How about the guy who yeah. caught four of those touchdowns? Justin yeah. Jefferson. Um, he had one drop, but other than that, 14 for 227 and four scores. Uh, a guy who I think is is going to be seriously talked about at the back end of the first round. I did a Twitter mock draft last week. I had him in the back end of the first round. I think he's a Keenan Allen type of big slot. Really, really crisp route runner. Testing is going to be big for him. But the season he has had, I mean, him and Jamar Chase are the best receiver duo in uh, in college um, I agree with everything you said. I think he's got a very, very good chance to sneak into the twenties, Rob. And I, especially like he's he's got the national championship game, and after this performance, his stock is going to be at an all time high. Yeah, and, and I think there's a very open battle for 
at least for now, that wide receiver five spot. I, yeah, because like a lot say. of like the like you know like Chano didn't have a massive year. Regers up and down. Like you know a lot of those guys just didn't stake their claim. And for Jefferson to have this type of season, it's just helping him a lot. Yes, he he's the. Uh, I, I saw a lot of people saying like, if like you can't get Jerry Judy in the first round, like Justin Jefferson's the day two version. Interesting. But it's almost at this point, it's becoming like I don't, I don't know how, how long you're going to be able to wait on yeah, Justin Jefferson. Like right, I, I don't know if he gets out of the forties right now. I don't think he does. I, I here, let me check where I have him. I, I have him right around there. Um, but yeah, he if he falls to day two, he's going to be one of the first ten mm-hmm. picks of day two. Yeah. Um, he's again. It's just he's. Putting up massive numbers in marquee games and looking really good doing so, and again, yeah, he's thirtieth yeah. on my and board. He feels like a really safe receiver. Um, yes, I'll stick on. Uh, sorry for jumping the gun, Rob. I'll stick at LSU and go with Caleb on Chase on. Okay, see, we're, we're just gonna be on the same page with a lot of this because I I was about to go yeah. with him as well. Um, two sacks, six tackles. It wasn't even necessarily just the pass rushing. It was he he. It was the things that really caught my eye was his range just as a true mm, almost linebacker. That's a good point. Yeah, like he's going to be really interesting to see where he lands and how yeah. he's deployed because obviously he's a gifted pass rusher. Obviously he has some size and overall strength questions to be a true edge. He's like 6'3", 240. He's going to test off yeah. the walls though. Uh, and I think the best role for him to play is almost – this do everything in the front seven type of role where you're on, on passing downs. Yeah. He's pinning his ears back and he's going um, on earlier downs. He's playing more of an off ball role, almost like, uh, like Jamie Collins at times for the Patriots. Um, e- even like how some thought Josh yeah. Allen uh, out of Kentucky yeah. could have been deployed like that type of, you're going to get your most out of him using him it's in multiple ways. Uh, I said, I say Simmons, do you have anyone else? <clears throat> uh, I I put Lamichael P Ryan here, yeah, who we obviously already one. talked about. But yeah, it's again the running back yeah. class is great. Uh, sliding oh, down the board. Yeah, he's the he's the top my uh, yeah, section. Um, well. Just the it just felt like such an underwhelming performance. I mean, obviously it was, but like just like like the going back to Chazon, he he took a terrible sack right off the bat. I believe from him, like just. Like the things that you even like from him, he wasn't doing great. Like, I don't know, man. It just this was so, it was a really bad performance. Like not making throws. He, like it looked okay in the second half, but it was just the game was over. Obviously. Yeah, it's just seeing Burrow on one side and Hurts on the other. It's like this is obviously it's to an extreme, but that's what a first round quarterback looks like. And Hurts, Hurt, he didn't look like, like a day two quarterback either. He's gonna need to be put. It, 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 to be an NFL starting quarterback, he's going to be need, put in a, yeah. the system that takes advantage of what he yeah. does on the ground, like a Greg Roman style yeah. of system. Uh, and Try not that. every – most offensive coordinators aren't going to be, be – kind. Of, I don't think will be interested in this. Yeah, I agree. I think, like, that's why I – mean, his stock might be all over the place. I think it will be, right? Yes. Oh, for sure. I, I'm sure some uh, – Draft boards will like NFL draft boards will have him as a top five quarterback, and some will not have him. Agreed. Until late yeah, for three. sure. Uh, who else do you have? 
Maybe okay, maybe not a top five, but quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry, we got the point. <laughs> uh, I I put Austin Jackson here just because I again. I think we saw what the, the things we knew he could do in terms of his athleticism and footwork, and we saw what he lacks, which is uh, strength yeah. at the point of attack, um, te- being technically sound with his hands and length. Uh, so not necessarily that he's sliding down the board, um, but he's got issues, and we yeah, saw them. Yeah, agreed. I have him here too. Um, who else? Uh, T. Higgins. Yeah. I know he got hurt against Ohio State. But I thought he was struggling. He, he came back in the game, and even before he got hurt, he was struggling to, to create separation, obviously against NFL-level yeah. corners. Um, and I think you saw some of the reason. I don't believe he's a first-round guy uh, because of route running. He had a drop. I just thought it was him and Justin Ross. Mm-hmm. Both and, like, when he, Higgins isn't making those 50-50 catches, that more like 80-20 for Higgins, um, it just doesn't look like a good game, right? Yeah, that's why. Like, that's I feel a lot of the same way about him that I feel about Kenny Galladay. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, I didn't put him here because I like I think he's a, he's an exciting wide receiver two type of option who can win those fifty fifty balls and be a big play guy. But I don't think he's the like to me the Lions wide receiver one is Marvin Jones. Higgins' stock is going to be really interesting to watch. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if, he, like, especially when you see guys like Matt Miller mocking him in the top 10. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if he goes Me top neither. 20. If, if he goes top 10, but I'd like, be shocked. I'm, but in that 15 yes. range, I wouldn't but be But I'm not, I, yeah, but personally, I wouldn't be taking him until, like. I was about to say, like, if he goes in the 50s, I feel like that make more sense. And, I, I mean, I'd be, I'd be more, I don't know, man. His stock, like I said, it's going to be all over the place. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Uh, no, do you have anybody I, else yeah, here? That's it. Uh, I also have KJ Hamlin. Okay. He just didn't really show up. Yeah. Uh, it didn't end up mattering because yeah. of the ground game, but uh, I I don't know. He's a guy who I'd be interested to see if he declares, mm-hmm. obviously in the somewhat of a Hollywood Brown type of, not to that I, level, but that type of receiver. With him and talent. Like his relationship with Clifford, I think he can go back. Well, they're, especially because they should have one of the top kind of returning groups in the country yeah. with Parsons, Clifford, Fryermuth. I mean, Journey Brown's kind of emerges as their top yeah. running back. Um, I wouldn't necessarily be surprised to see Me him neither, go back. Me neither, at all. Uh, hey, I don't know. Where I already back? mentioned, uh, doubt he's going to come out, but I want Daz Newsom from uh, UNC. Okay, he, he's, he's yeah. my top guy, he too. He's good. I can't make it. Yeah, he's interesting. Him. I don't think no. he'll come out either. Uh, but that UNC passing offense is going to look really good next year. And, and the, the their sophomore, who I almost put down, but I had so many already, Diami mm-hmm. Brown, those two looked really good as a one-two punch at receiver. Yeah, um, and I made a couple of stupid – what a dazzling catch, Rob, jokes. Fuck, fuck you. <laughs> but, you know, uh, body control, hand-eye ability, uh, looks like a really interesting senior for next year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I I would put another receiver here as well. I was Amir Smith Marset. He had forty six receiving <laughs> yeah. yards and a touchdown, fifteen rushing yards and a touchdown, and a ninety eight yard kick yep. return touchdown. He kind of just does everything for them. Threw a and pass uh, too, he yeah, he threw a pass. Wasn't it wasn't completed. It'd be so much cooler if he <laughs> threw a touchdown. But he he he's looking like the 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 kind of motor for their mm-hmm. offense for next mm-hmm. year. It's. It, if they get he, a bunch of guys come back, Iowa could be good, but the quarterback position is the question, right? Yes, I'm sure they got a Ricky Stancy Jr. <laughs> Literally Ricky Stancy Jr., yes. 
Speaking of Iowa quarterbacks, the prospect you made me look stupid oh. is Nathan Stanley. I thought against USC is one of the best games of his entire career. Again, I, it's going to be so interesting to see where Nate Stanley goes because you know the NFL is going to value him. The numbers weren't like amazing or anything. 213, two scores. It was just a really efficient game for him where I feel like a lot of the time my issues with him is the inconsistencies. Like he'll make a big throw here and then he'll do nothing for a long yeah. amount of time. But in this game it was just consistent, uh, pretty accurate throughout the game, poised in the pocket. I just – Maybe the best game I've watched live of. Uh, just for fun, to get it on the record, does he go higher or lower than Ryan Finley? Pick 104 last year, by the way. I cannot believe Ryan Finley. <laughs> to me, I would take Nathan Stanley higher, but I wouldn't. Like, higher than I would ever yeah. have taken Ryan Finley, but I think he'll go yeah, okay. I think that's that's the correct answer, but don't be surprised. Here's, here's my prediction. He goes in the exact same pick as Ryan Finley. <laughs> to the Bengals. To the Bengals, yeah. When they, when they pass up Joe Burrow, number one, because they know they can get Stanley in the fourth. <laughs> Same prospect, Ralph. Um, I'm going with a low-key one. Uh, uh, Reggie Corbin. Not that I'm like overly bullish about him, but he just did nothing against Cal. Uh, no, no. He looked... I, I, I thought about putting him somewhere, and then I was like, I don't even think you can say stock's no. going down because he just didn't go anywhere <laughs> exactly. this year. He had like, uh, like one decent carry in the beginning and then he just disappeared like he had to touch down but like it was not a good game like absolutely nothing yeah, he's, Brandon Peters though I think his draft stocks kind of disappeared yeah, Brandon Peters though pretty Next interesting year. uh best prospect versus prospect matchup you already mentioned Epinesa uh Jackson yeah. versus Epinesa I just put Clemson's receivers against the Ohio State DBs it was like a answer. slugfest that's a good answer Thank, thank you. Normally, as Sean Wade was uh, targeting's a dumb rule. Targeting, Ta- targeting's a good rule, except you shouldn't be ejected. They gotta, they gotta figure out a way to fix it. It's so, it's so, so like so yeah. subjective, though. It's just they miss too much on what's generally an accident. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and like, and it's like you'll see the same play in two different games, and one it's an ejection, and the other time in a flag. You know what I mean? Like it's yes, it's very strange. Uh, prospect to Chase Young, who feels like he could go here often. He only had like two tackles. I I like the I like the people who like try to claim he no didn't he showed up. up. Um, he he had a handful yeah. of pressures, uh, and they clearly tried to scheme the whole offense to take him out of the yeah, game. Yeah, pretty much. And like like you said, like he was still getting there, just not getting home. Mm-hmm. Um. There was a, a couple times, I, I think two times, he had pressures that led to other people. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was another play, too. I just can't remember. He almost got to Lawrence's arm, and then something happened, and I'm blank, you know. Oh, you know, it might have been the, uh, the the non-fumble play, I think. Oh, it yeah, was, it yeah. was, it was. Where he, he almost got a trip sack. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I put Jonathan Grenard That's a good here. One. He, he came up with just a sack against Virginia, but... He's a guy who he screams day two Ravens pick because he's just such a safe, like, Zadarius Smith type mm-hmm. of edge rusher where he plays the run really well. He's got a crazy motor, uses his hands really well. Don't know how well he'll test. Mobile's going to be huge for his stock because I've seen him in the back end of some people's mock drafts in the first round. But, I mean, he's a guy I think everybody's yeah. going to love. I don't think he's going to get in the first round, though. I'll- I also put Kenny Willikies. I know nine tackles in a sack and a half against Wake Forest, pretty big box score, but... He, he was even more than that. He felt so impactful for that win and slowing Jamie Newman in the Wake Forest. I'm happy. Attacks. I'm happy that Wilkie's kind of had a marquee game to end his career there. 
Yes, uh, prospect who I played or who's being overhyped. Sorry, <laughs> okay. wow. Uh, this is a weird one because he didn't play this week, but it's a guy that I saw mocked in multiple second rounds in multiple mocks, um, multiple second rounds in multiple mocks. Uh, Donovan Peoples Jones, which, yeah, uh, one of the draft network guys I forget had him, and I think a Bleacher Report mock had him, um, which is I get the upside with him. We've talked about it a lot. But he's never really had like, that production. Yeah. You've seen flashes, but in this class, it just seems exactly. crazy. Like, like I, I, I would rather be wrong by not taking yep. him. Like, just you know, because it's just he seems like such a risky option. When I feel like a guy like who I love, uh, Jeff Thomas is a guy I love who wouldn't be surprised if he falls to day three and I would rather have him on day three than Donovan mm-hmm. Jones. On day yeah. Two I mean, day. like if you're taking DPJ in the, four, in the fourth round, I'm fine with that. But like to take him over yes. some of these other receivers or just the fact that there's so many receivers in this class in the second round seems crazy to me. Yes. Uh, I put Jason Strobridge here for North Carolina and their huge win over temple. He just kind of, I didn't find that he had mm-hmm. a big impact. And I cannot always mm-hmm. find that. And I know some people, uh, like he's playing interior D-line a lot. People th- uh, say he'll be an edge at the next level. But I've just never really yeah. seen <clears throat> much to – because some people really like him. I'm, 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 I'm in the same boat with you. I'm not a huge Strawbridge guy. Uh, finally, small school uh, guy who cut your eye. Lucky Jackson? Are we the same guy? <laughs> no, 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 no. I went with the other uh, – right. Lucky Jackson, though. baby. 17 catches, buck 48. Touchdown, weird finish. They beat Western Michigan, but didn't cover those assholes. Um, <laughs> almost at the bowl record for, for receptions. Kind of just the callus for the Western Kentucky offense. Ty's story was okay, too, but some terrible picks. But, yeah. Uh, I put Demonte Coxie. Yeah, yeah. Who, in a big game against Penn State, he was kind of like the one guy who showed up for Memphis. Eight for one thirty-two, and I also put the Hawaii receivers who stepped up because Cedric Burb was battling an injury. JoJo Ward and Jared Smart. Uh, Ward had seven for one fifty-nine. Smart had seven for one forty-two and two. See, Coxie is a more game. relevant pick. <laughs> he had a really good game, but Lucky Jackson, baby. Um, Coxie's gonna be really interesting. I, I don't think he's gonna come out, but interesting guy that what? I don't want him either. But he's gonna be really interesting next year. He's good. He's good. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um. No, nope, anybody that's else? Well, remember the days when you were always I ready do. to go, AJ. So long ago. Now, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence to bed. Listen up, BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew br- helps you bring bring it. Sure. Uh, Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special offer for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. Uh, and get your first shipment free when you use special promo code armchair. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code armchair to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring thank Seven you. Rounds in Heaven. Whew. Uh, college Football Bowl Week 3 slate. 
I just kind of make up when no, the week it's starts. whenever we record, but it, it's working out well, I think. Yeah, thank you. I'm a very good schedule. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, okay, how, how how are you doing so far? Last week I went uh, nine. I went ten to five last week. So that, that's the right math, right? Nope, you're missing a game somehow. Ten and five. I'm sticking to it. Did you remember to add a Hawaii game? Oh no, I didn't. But I got that wrong. I can't remember. Uh, I say I got it right. I went eleven to oh. five, Rob. What's your record on season? Eighty nine, one and. 76. I don't have it in front of me. I'm not as good as you. <laughs> I, I just appreciate that there was one push. That was so weird. Like, yeah, you know good. what's weird? Like, there was no pushes until, like, the end of the – even in the, in the NFL. We had that one week with three pushes. The the Yeah, that I was going to say there's been, like, four or five pushes on the season, but three yeah, came weird. in one week. Anyways. Okay. Uh, quickly. We both picked Vatek. The game's on right now. They're up seven. Yes. The Belk Bowl, 12 p.m. ESPN. Vatek, two-and-a-half-point favorites on Kentucky. We both took Vatek. That was straightened up before yes. we started recording. The record shows. Uh, okay, him. two p.m. Tony, two p.m. Tony the Tiger Sumble, CBS, Florida State against Arizona State. Zona State four. Uh, go Devils. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Also, also taking the Sun Devils, um, because Mike Norvell's not the coach. It's the Sun Bowl. You got to pick the Sun Devils. Retweet Jane Daniels, also a top QB sure. option for twenty twenty two. Fun quarterback class. Uh, Three forty five p.m. AutoZone Liberty Bowl, ESPN. Number 23, Navy, 3.5. I, I don't Kansas know what State. to make of this game. I'm just picking Navy. Go Navy, beat Kansas State. Yeah, I think uh, this is a product of me just remembering that Army-Navy game in Malcolm Perry, so I'm taking it's Navy. It's an ugly game. Probably. 4.30 p.m., Nova Home Loans, Arizona Bowl, CBSN, Wyoming, 7-point favorites against I Georgia have State. no, like, real reason to think Wyoming covers, but also no reason to think Georgia State covers <laughs> Give me Georgia State. <laughs> I'm taking Wyoming. Uh, 7.30 p.m. Valero Alamo Bowl. ESPN number 11, Utah. 7 point Can't forget this Texas. one. Go Utes. Yeah, I'm taking Utah. Tom Herman. I don't know. I don't know about that guy. But I do But I do know about Utah. Sure. Wednesday, January 1st. This is a good slate of bowls. 1 p.m. Outback Bowl. ESPN number 18, Minnesota. Against number 12, Auburn, Tigers are 7. Uh, Minnesota favorites. covers, but doesn't win. That's my vibe, too. Also taking Minnesota. It should, should be a good game. Nothing special. Still don't trust Bonex, even though he's SEC Freshman of the Year for some reason. Uh, go Gophers. Oh, yeah. He went yeah. over Derek Stingley. He's like clearly going to be a first-round <laughs> pick. Anyways. It's so funny to think of it. Just so you know, Arizona State fumbled. On That's sick. Can I change my pick? <laughs> uh, yeah, I wish. Um, sorry. Uh, also 1 p.m. on January 1st, the Verbo Citrus Bowl. ABC, number 14, Michigan, against number 13, Alabama. Alabama yeah, State vacation rental by owner. I think that's what that means. I don't know. Uh, roll Tide. Go Bama. I don't. Also taking Alabama. Nick Saban's tricking everyone into returning, so. Everyone's playing True. because these coaches wouldn't let anybody not. Lynn Bowden is amazing. He's not. Let the, let the record show Lynn Bowden is amazing. It's not going to cover, though. That's all that He's my riser of the wow. week. For next week? Or is this game yeah. just in limbo? It doesn't count for any, any superlatives. We were not allowed to mention it. Okay, 5 p.m., the Rose Bowl. Uh, Oregon against uh, Wisconsin. I like the ESPN. Ducks. 
I like the Ducks, Rob. Wisconsin's Wisconsin three yeah, point favorites. I like the Ducks. I also like the Ducks. Kind of surprised. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm a little surprised Wisconsin's favorite, but not really. I think it's going to be a kind of a slug mm-hmm. it out battle. Both pretty good defenses. I think people forget how good Oregon uh, absolutely, is. Absolutely. 100% agree. Because no one stays up and watches those games. Exactly. And then this is another just a prove it chance for Justin. I think this Jordan. is a, cla- a classic On- people like West Coast forgetting that their defense is a good game and Oregon's actually better than Wisconsin. Big agree. 8.45 p.m., All-State Sugar Bowl. <laughs> number five, Georgia, minus five versus number seven, Baylor. This is a weird game, Rob. What do you think? I think, uh, sorry, listeners, I was recording a limbo. Yeah, Twitter's more important than listeners. We all know it. So I can't rewind on my laptop. Um, This is a weird game because Georgia's without Andrew Thomas. I I don't know if Isaiah Wilson's playing. I don't really understand who's playing and who isn't for Georgia. I don't understand if DeAndre Swift declared or not. That's also true. Um, I'm picking Georgia because... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's five points. They win by seven is my prediction. Uh, I think that's a fair prediction. It's, it's me, this is going to be a sh- um, shitty I'm game, though. It's my prediction also. Like, I don't think this is going to be a fun game to watch. I hope I'm wrong, though. Hopefully Matt Rule stays for it. I think that seems to be what Matt, he's doing because I don't no. think he's going to take a job No, Matt Rule's coaching this game. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I think that's why it's – being a prolonged process with him in the NFL is because he plans on like record shows. I think I think he's going to uh, New York. I also I think that. Uh, I'm also okay. taking Georgia. Thursday, January second, three p.m. The ticket smarter. I keep thinking it's his ticket master. Birmingham Bowl, ESPN, Boston College against number twenty-one Cincy. Cincy seven. Go Bearcats! Games. They deserve a better opponent than uh, the Eagles. Go Bearcats! Uh, I am also taking Cincinnati. Obviously, coaching change at Michigan or at Boston College should have been at Michigan State. Freudian slip. We all know I think Cincinnati's head coach should be Michigan State's head coach. Um, but yeah, I'm taking Cincinnati. 7 p.m. Tax Slayer, ESPN, uh, Indiana versus Tennessee. Tennessee two. This is the favorites. marquee um, matchup of two two Power Five schools. But like, this is a weird fucking game that no one wants to watch. Go, go Hoosiers! <laughs> Give me the points. I, I feel the same, and I think this is just going to be, like, overall, neither of these teams really move the needle. So, t- Tennessee just has more talent just because, like, they recruit better. They're in the SEC. I think that's just going to win out. I, I think it's going to be a close game. I know the spread indicates that as well. But. I do, too. I Like, I think it's going to be within seven. I just think Tennessee's going to win. So, uh, Friday, January 3rd, 3.30 p.m., AJ's famous Idaho mm-hmm. Potato Bowl, ESPN. Ohio eight point favorites against Nevada. We aren't picking against Ohio, Fuck are we? No, that's all I got to say. This is this is uh, uh, Nathan Rourke's last I game at Ohio. I might tear up, Rob. I bet you do. Uh, Saturday, January fourth, eleven thirty a.m. Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, ESPN. Southern Miss against Tulane. Thank God they're playing on the seven. Tulane seven playing on the blue turf, so my tears will just blend in. Um, give, give me the green wave, baby. I love Tulane. I love, love them. Uh, me too, actually. Uh, finally, Monday, January 6th, 7.30 p.m., the London Tree Bowl, ESPN, ULL, 14-point favorites over Miami, Ohio. a lot of Ohio. points. 
It is. I'm taking you all. Anyway. I, I think this is. I think this spread's gonna be really close. I, I'm. Give me the. Give me the Hawks. Fair. Fair. Uh, and obviously, we will do our superlatives for that Slayables next week, and then we'll preview and pick the national championship whoa, 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 whoa. game. Ah, it's it's very exciting seeing guys declare and return, and it just it's getting closer, and that means the Senior Bowl is getting closer. And do we love anything more than that? Starting no. tomorrow, it's Senior Bowl month, Rob. So, oh god, I can't wait to come to your house to record the live Senior Bowl wow. preview show again. And if we don't do it, the listeners are gonna be pissed. Uh, beers at AJ's talking Senior Bowl. There's like one thing better in the Don't world. Don't say what it is. Um, what just it move is. in to my house for the week. We'll do a pod every day. Honestly. Oh, I'll bring my TVs too. Imagine how many Except TVs we could have. In one I'll, I'll just show in the Senior Bowl though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because there's nothing else to be watching in one channel's broadcast. Actually, we could get the ESPN broadcast oh. where Todd McShay's just on the field like yeah, talking to people. Yeah, we could do that. In the weird... You- <laughs> Fucking South Alabama indoor practice facility. And he's sharing a mic with another guy because they only have one mic at ESPN for some reason. <laughs> they have to run across the field. I forgot about all this. That was so sick. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> it was sick. Uh, anyways. That was a good day because the NFL Network didn't cover that day because it was indoors for yeah, that fuck- whatever reason. Like, they, they didn't cover it for whatever reason. It was indoors because of the weather. <laughs> no. Uh, just so that's cool. Fuck the NFL Network for that. Roll the ESPN. Yeah, shout out Todd McShay. Uh, follow AJ on Twitter at AJMarquis13. Follow me at Rob Paul NFL. Uh, see you later in the week for our NFL rookie show.